0: This podcast is presented by Rabbi Paritz Muchkin, speaking to the millennial generation.
1: I'm happy today because it's beautiful out, SoCal. I had a lovely coffee meeting this morning with a wonderful person. I met people on the street that are part of my new community. And I wanna share these good vibes with you. Today I wanna to talk about Giving Tuesday, how individuals impact the collective, and in general that today is a very special day. I wanna tell you about it. I wanna invite my wife, Miriam, to join me in this conversation. Hi, Yum.
0: Hey. How you doing? Fabulous.
1: Yesterday was the beginning of something really beautiful. We started an online Facebook campaign to raise funds for our new project, the Venice Synagogue, and we used our social media to begin this project. We saw Facebook was offering no processing fees and some matching donations, and we're like, now's the time. We need to collect $4.5 million for this property in this amazing corner in Venice, and this was the way to get it going, to crowdsource it and to get it going, and we had no expectations until people start really sending the good vibes to you and shouting out and sharing and giving, and it's really inspiring to see that people want us to be here and to see that people are rooting for us to succeed, it feels great, really does. really feels beautiful to see people telling you that we don't just want you to be here, we wanna tell our friends that you need to be here, we wanna tell our communities that you need to be here, and we're on our way, we're gonna be here. It's surely gonna happen.
0: So there was this rush at 5 a.m. that Facebook and PayPal collaborated to match the first 7 million that came in. Yeah. And we wanted to get in on that. And we set our alarms for a quarter to five. Of course, Frida joined the party with us. <laughs> well,
1: if you're starting from the beginning, then really it was the night before where we told ourselves we'd go to sleep early to get up at four. <laughs> and, uh, and instead, because it was a, a holiday in the Chabad calendar, which we'll talk about maybe soon, I was up till late hanging out with people discussing spiritual individualism. And so we didn't go to sleep till like one. Of course I woke you up when I went to sleep at like one. Okay.
0: We're not going to go there. But um, the rush that I felt was that growing up the Black Friday, seeing those lines at Best Buy and then in front of the Apple store, when Apple came around, it just brought all this nostalgia and it clicked that, wow, Facebook. Is creating that line, that 5 a.m. rush of people getting up while it's dark to give charity, not just to get those great new, uh, you know, the new iPad that's out, but to to give, and that really inspired me.
1: Well, you know, you inspire me because you decided that with all the great deals out there, or whether it's Black Friday or Cyber Monday. You just decided to put all your effort not into looking for great Hanukkah gifts, which you do all the time for your kids, but you decided to put your effort into this good energy of giving and how, you know, you constantly have to double down in giving when you're in a leadership position because what you gave yesterday is never enough for today. So you're always doubling down on it and you could get cynical about it. So to see you not only not go to that side, but to completely gather your energy and say you're going for it. And you really pushed me to do this more than anything. So thank you for pushing me to get this done. And of course, all these things need to get done. We have so much we need well, to get the, done.
0: The other fave part for me was to debut the fat Jewish video. <laughs> <laughs> People actually have been calling me um, all day yesterday and today. They're like, how'd you get him to do that? What What was that all about? Um, so... We've been holding on to that for like since High Holidays and thinking, how are we going to, you know, get this video to really inspire people and not it to just be like a cute gimmick? Um, And it did just that, like it really inspired people yesterday and the fat Jewish, you know, I. I can't let my kids watch that video, <laughs> but um, or know who he is just yet. You know, I'm sure they'll find out these things Time on their own. Time and place for everything. <laughs> but I loved it, and and he's he's given a good message out there about about you parrots. He's given it to them.
1: It was really cool. He was promotionally putting himself out there to do videos for people, and in the moment, I said, "I'm doing it. I want him to promote something." And I wonder when he sees a message coming in, like, what's he going to say? So I put it all out there. I said, hi, I'm a Hasidic rabbi in Venice Beach trying to open a synagogue for a generation that doesn't think that it's an obvious need. Um, How could I give that message? And that's what he came up with. I thought that was great. So it was a really cool thing to hold on to. And from the get-go, I knew it was going to work well with Giving Tuesday, giving that is all online. And I think what you were saying before about the nostalgia of seeing it in stores and now seeing it online is very cool that even though now everything's happening somewhat on the virtual scale versus the uh, physical brick and mortar scale, actually our generation has a bigger opportunity to couple our consumption with giving because when you were in a store It just felt like you're in charge of what you're doing and what you really want to do doesn't all happen under one roof. So you have to go to many stores to find what you're looking for. But online, it's just one portal. It doesn't matter how many websites you go to or how many pages you click on. You're in a portal that can be used for anything. There's infinite possibilities. And so you could use more of your individualism online in a way than you've ever been able to use before. So with these individual voices, to see it be channeled into giving versus just consuming is very inspiring. And that was year to year, but this year to see it being channeled towards us and our work kind of validates this message that all the mediums out there, especially especially the virtual and social uh, media mediums that are out there all have infinite potential to be used for real goodness and to be used to channel real growth of the individual and that's what excites me the most about it is I'm using social media more than just events or even classes like preaching or putting things out there. It's really uh, an individual to the collective utility happening in lifetime. And that's just unbelievable, getting messages from all over the world from people who have been to our programs in San Francisco and now here in Venice and seeing that come back to us is a beautiful space to be in.
0: And then just, we were kind of trying to design how we would thank people and you got to thank people the way social works. So uh, parrots put these little vignettes, <laughs> these little selfie videos um, up on each donor's gift. And somehow we realized people weren't actually seeing them because he forgot to tag people in each video. So then I had to go tag each person Anyhow, this was I kind of like it. I kind of like
1: that it was a collective effort to uh, thank people. You know, people should get both of us. The whole idea of sending those personal video thank yous instead of just kicking like and writing T-Y exclamation mark came from actually a guy I was having coffee with this morning, Mark Shapiro. He has a beautiful podcast titled Are You Being Real? Uh, It was really great hanging out with him. And I saw that on social media by birthdays and he gives each person an individual message. And I was like, wow, that's in today's day and age of everybody doing their quick likes and reactions, which are great, it's connection, but kicking it up a notch and bringing a personal message to each thing, I thought that was a great idea. So thank you, Mark, for inspiring that. And that's where it came from. And thank you, Miriam, for making people aware that I was doing that by (laughs) going back and tagging each and every one. So you're the best. Um, In the idea of individualism, my attraction to you is always that I saw you as a real individual and I didn't think that I was gonna have to change you at all. If anything, I would have to find a a very good individual version of me to compliment you.
0: So we're going there? This this podcast is gonna be about displaying? (laughs) Displaying?
1: Well, I wanna talk about individualism and you're a great person to talk about that with. So that's really special. I don't define you by anything other than who you are, and that's very exciting to me, and I think people want that in relationships, and I think people want that in the world. In a way, you're like my modern barometer for, for the future. How you feel is how the future is, and even if it's not entirely true, it's entirely true to me, so that works. So what is individualism? It's such an American thing to be an individual. The world was about collectivism. It was about community and people, but this world is about the individual and there's got to be a, a, a certain type of medium of being an individual versus being part of a collective that we need to find and i think maybe in the light of giving tuesday and people contributing towards us and we can find that balance here on the airwaves
0: well i've learned about you know curbing that individualism through my journey you know becoming a wife and becoming a mother because I prided myself. Talk about what you were attracted by, that individualism. I had this nickname, Yummy, that was like no one else ever had that name. Seriously. So, no. Yeah. Talk about the individualism. <laughs> I took it a little far back in the day. Um, and then really dedicating myself to being a wife and then a mother and then building community, it it gave me this, this goal of bringing balance to that individualism. So I... I'm on this journey every day, actually.
1: I think there's something incredibly natural about using your individualism to become a wife and a mom that's very inspiring that your collective nature, your community nature, your inclusive nature comes from your individualism. And that's why you're perfect for this conversation. That's right. So, so give it
0: to us, give it to us. So, well,
1: <laughs> we'll say it like this. When people think individualism, in the modern terms, they often don't think of it in the terms of like, I'm an individual because I have these talents or gifts. They look at an individual of like, this is what I want. I want to take care of myself. Like on vocabulary.com, it says individualism is all about taking care of yourself. And you got to take care of yourself. If you don't take care of yourself, nobody else will. But individualism as a philosophy, as an idea, as something to strive towards, can't just be about taking care of yourself. Because then it's all about your consumption. I love great wine. I love great food. I love great clothing. I love great aesthetics. All of these things are self-serving consumption type things. And your individualism doesn't shine with them. That's not really where you find yourself. You shouldn't really define yourself by your consumption anyways. Individualism should be... I individually can impact the world different than other people can. That's the type of individualism we're going to get to is that society's moving forward and its I think it's happening quick that people are passing by the consumption individual and realizing that's not enough to feel good about yourself. And if you really want to feel good about yourself in a holistic way that you feel wholesome about yourself, it's going to be about the impact you make around you. And the greater the impact you make around, the more you're – adding to community beauty, but it's also how you're feeling yourself. You're finding that meaning and finding that value. So that's the type of individualism that I think Judaism wants of us to really wear on our shirt sleeve is I'm an individual because I contribute. If somebody says, who are you? You can talk about what you have or what you like, or you can talk about what you do. So that's what I'm trying to inspire. And by living that way, there's a story I heard as a kid that stuck with me from the great philanthropist Moses Montefiore. And when they asked him, they were doing his taxes. And he said, how much money do you do you have? And he gave an amount. And they said, we reckoned you have more than that. He said, you asked how much I have. I only have what I've given. So I gave you the number of what I've given. Love it. And I love that story because it's learning how to define yourself as an individual by what you contribute to the world around you.
0: Well, Another thing that I want to um, just shine some light on is... Whatever inspires you. Yeah, is the energy of t- Giving Tuesday was on this day of the... It's basically the Rosh Hashanah for for Chabad, Hasidim. And um, having those two mirror each other where Rosh Hashanah is a day where you kind of like get your, your energy for the year... And we were tapping into that energy of on both angles from a spiritual angle of, you know, what would this Hasidic year spiritually look like for us and on an actual physical angle of Giving Tuesday, this is how this brick and mortar space on Rose Avenue is going to become a Jewish space. So it was just like a huge day.
1: Everything coming together, <laughs> yeah. Our lives coming together. Well, on that note, this day of of the Chabad Rosh Hashanah, the beginning of sort of our journey, starting back in this day and in, and in, uh, you know 220 years ago to be exact. There's a. It starts with a man, Reb Shneir Zalman, known as the founder of Chabad Hasidim, and on this note, there's a story of somebody coming and complaining about their lack of success in this world and. They're not making a living and they're struggling. And the Alta Rebbe answers him. He says, you ask what you need, but you don't ask what you're needed for. And that's really what I feel like my childhood, my journey, my rabbinic life, my marriage, my parenting, my friendships are all about. It's asking myself less about what I need and asking myself more about what I'm needed for. And every time... I find that answer, I find that moment, whether it's in conversation or an act, I feel myself more. I know there was value to me existing in that moment. So giving is not just about giving because it's good, it's because there's infinity value in giving because you know in that moment you were needed for something. And that's the type of meaning that people need to propel themselves to not just be happy with the same old, same old, maybe my least favorite line ever. It's more about what's new, what's new. And new is where I can give. So the idea of learning to define yourself by what you contributed and what you give, that I think is the great lesson of life. And when you say that you were learning how to be an individual as a mom and as a wife and and as a leader in a community, you're learning to define your individualism as a giver. And that inspires
0: me. Well working on it. Still working on it. <laughs> oh, okay. Right. And, well,
1: thank you guys for tuning in. We hope and, to be and this
0: is also like a a public thank you for everyone who's just been cheering us on, giving. We're we're so grateful. And um we'll come back to you soon.
1: I'm looking forward to it.